0: To talk about today, yeah, there is ladies at Jad Welcome to the Loose Head Sports Show, the number one sports show probably on planet Earth. Proudly brought to you each and every week by the terrible human beings that run Caffeine Gum Australia. Uh, just had an urgent call from the Western Force. Can you please get some gum delivered? Of course, we can. Western Force, yes, you we pay, can. we do. You pay, we do. Before we begin today's episode, please subscribe, like, share, follow us all on Instagram. And please continue to send Jed all the terrible rugby influences.
1: Uh, oh, they're so bad. They're getting
0: worse. Who, who for some reason just get heaps of views and it absolutely does my head in. So I'm starting to think people like stupid shit. And uh anyway, that's enough. How are you, Jed? Pretty good. What's Pretty going good. on? What's going oh, on in the
1: world? Um moved house, moved house here. So I'm in Tin Howe now. Um with with Granger. Where's where's uh, Tin Howe? Uh, just near Causeway Bay, um, so near the club. Uh, so it's finally settled. This will be our final place. Uh, this is no more moving. Uh, and we're on like this weird little break. So the boys have gone, the Hong Kong national boys have gone to the Repercharge tournament um, in Dubai, I think, or is it I I think it's. Somewhere. I think
0: it's Dubai, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's somewhere over there. So they've gone over there for a month. So effectively, the comp stops for a month which is a fucking strange concept. Well, but-
0: they, they do that in the UK as well. So every time there's international games on, all the local clubs will stop playing from, I think, below the professional ranks, So like the community sort of ranks. So it's interesting, isn't it?
1: Well, I thought it would have been like, you know, a good way to for maybe other clubs to see it as like an evener. Because mm-hmm. um, like, I suppose we have the heaviest roster of players internationally. So, like, well,
0: that would explain why they don't do it so that football club don't get, you know.
1: Yeah, but we, I think we like if, if the other player clubs are losing sort of their three best players and we're losing, you know, seven, you know, I think that would be a good evener. Yeah. Um, But I can also understand why administratively they didn't want that to happen. So, uh, the guys had a game against Kowloon last Thursday. Uh, We had 13 guys out. Um, so all the international guys were allowed to play. It's probably five injuries as well, um, and they pulled one out of the fire there, so um, going into this weird break, 4-0, and so it's pretty good.
0: Any plans uh, to explore your new yeah, so I went,
1: to, I went to some sort of uh, island the other day. Uh, Which one?
0: Uh, Lama, Lantau? Uh,
1: no, I went to Chongcha, Chongcha, Chung. Like a Chungza. fishing
0: village, you take it's quite yeah, a yeah, way, yeah. quite a way to get there. It's very very Chinese. Yeah, it's yeah, very very cool sort of place.
1: Yeah. Uh, so and the, the fella when we' great. He's a great bloke. He's just He's a tiny fella, but he's a halfback. And he took me in these fucking caves, and they were very small. Like I felt like I was back in Vietnam.
0: I you could put small. a gun to my entire family, oh, bro. and I would not do caving. Okay, kill him. They're all no, dead no, to me. No.
1: I, I'm very claustrophobic, but I you know, I was like in a strange mood of like seize the day. And I was just ch- wanted to charge through there pitch black and what like get at stuck. T- at times, like I, I was genuinely like hands and knees to get through the hole. It was fucked. It was not very fun. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Heading into a couple of weeks, sort of break now. There's some sort of other tournament on um, in the meantime where we, we just play the same teams, but it's not worth anything. Um, but there's also different rules around eligibility. I think they it's like Hong Kong nationals, and you got to have X amount under 23. I don't know. I don't. Know.
0: pointless rugby games, eh?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's hard to, it's going to be hard to get the lads up. It, I, I wouldn't mind playing in them, but um, yeah, don't know. We'll see what happens. To be out here from from this side of the globe, um, I got a very
0: I got a very serious question to ask you. Yeah. Should you hate me because of something my grandfather said?
1: Are we going to go right now?
0: Let's fucking go. Let's go into it. There's a lot happening in the world. I've only really, I know you've gone into it. That's why I don't go into it. So I only looked surface level at it. Um, Basically Gina Reinhardt's company has thrown a lifeline to netball Australia who have seriously been struggling financially since the C word reared its ugly head and who knows how they were before that. And one of the players, correct me if I'm wrong anywhere here, Jed has uh, issues with wearing the logo of the company. And it's due to the fact either her father or her grandfather made some comments years ago that could be perceived or uh, bad.
1: They were bad. So there's an indigenous player and So 38 years ago, General Reinhardt's father said some just like wrong, the shit that's just wrong. Like, fuck, no one's doubting that um, about Indigenous Australians. So that's the the cause. Um, And the effect is the Opals are woke. And now the effect of that is they're all fucking broke. And in addition, General Reinhardt pulled the cash out of uh, Netball WA as well. So
0: uh, uh, look as someone who's uh, running a business, obviously not quite as big, almost as big as Gina's, but not quite as big. <laughs> if, if I was, if someone was doing that to me and I was throwing money at, you know, the Jed Gillespie school for kids that can't read good. And one of the people there didn't want to, didn't want to wear my logo. I'd be like, well, fuck you then because of something my dad said.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the, this is the thing. Uh, I I don't know where, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't, I don't know how... You, can you imagine, and I said this last week, if you being the CEO of Netball Australia or fucking... The poor CEO of Netball WA, who, like, to have these funds injected into them, like, I'm sorry, but if they're struggling for funds, the sport's not doing that well. I know it's a very popular sport, but maybe the commercial side isn't that interesting. Um, but someone puts in 15 fucking million... That's the, I would say that's the equivalent of someone coming and putting in one billion into Australia, rugby Australia, literally. Um, and then the whole thing blowing up in your face because the team go woke. Um, I mean, Gina Reinhardt said explicitly, like, it's obviously not the view she represents. Like, it's clearly not the view she represents. She's putting $15 million into this fucking, into this sport. Like, she wants to see it happen. Um, but... It's exactly what they deserved and it's exactly the right outcome. I, 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 I'm glad that Gina, meshed, like I messaged her on Instagram and I'm glad that it got to her because this is exactly what they fucking deserve. You want to be like sort of cool and woke and like, no, we'll stand with the power. Well, now you're all fucking broke. You're not going to get paid the whole like sports equality, women's equality in sport. Not anymore, guys, because like the funding you did have is fucking gone. So whatever it was, Harvard, Harvard again. That's your new pay.
0: Um, firstly, shout out to Gina. She's a big fan of the show. Uh, if you want to throw fifteen million dollars at the loose heads, we <laughs> will happily endorse you. Whatever you want. I'm just, I'm just curious. What, what's your take on it? Because I was having this thought this morning while this little tie guy was beating the shit out of me at my tie training. It seems like the generation now think that their opinion matters and i think that and and they've been encouraged to have a voice have an opinion and stand up for what you believe in and what you say matters and i'm not sure that that's a positive like everyone wants to like you know what i mean no look i'm not sure that that's an incredibly positive way to think because then like, in reality, none of what we say matters. You, your and my podcast doesn't matter. Anything we do or say doesn't matter. And there should be something quite freeing about that because if it doesn't fucking matter, just get on with it and live your life and do the best you can. But what, well, what's what's your take on it? Is Are they sticking up for your beliefs? Is that good? Is it going too far? Is there a balance between commercial side of it and actually having opinions about the world? Like, what's your take on that? Decipher my fucking gibberish.
1: Well, like, I look at it like if there's, if there's like a direct causation between the company or something, like a direct, direct causation between the company and something very, very bad. Like, I don't know, some sort of blood diamond fucking company coming out of South Africa where on the books, you know, a thousand people are dying a week from fucking something related to mining. They're diamond mining. They're kicking in money you know what? That might not be bad. I mean, to, to go, you know what? It's probably not a great company, but if you have a look at the cause and effect from this problem, who's the real winner here? Like there's 40 years ago, someone said something racist and that's undone anything good that could possibly happen to you and the sport. So the indigenous person in the side and the sport you've lost twice effectively. So like, the racial comment is horrible. And then 40 years later, because it's horrible, you now don't get a positive impact from it. I Like uh, it's a, it, in terms of the commercial side, it, and I'm going to like, uh, Cummins, Pat Cummins did this this week as well regarding.
0: Can you explain that to me? Yeah.
1: Uh, like, so cricket Australia, one of their major sponsors, Alinta energy. It's just a fucking energy provider. Um, when Pat drives home, his fucking BMW 7 Series to Mossman or wherever the fuck he lives and drives into his house. there There's energy, Pat, that turns your gate on. So,
0: so what was his issues? What was his a, issues? He
1: has a fucking event once a year, like some sort of climate change event. He doesn't necessarily want to be tied to an energy provider. So it's, it's the problem is the line of like where I said, like, you know, Blood Diamond Provider. People are just subjectively creeping that into just things that have to exist. Like, I'm sorry, but like, at the moment, you know, 90% of energy is from non-fucking-greeny sources. That's just the way it is. Pat Cummins, Captain Strain Critter Team, major sponsor of Lina Energy, he goes, I don't want to be tied to that. Where do you want to draw the line, Pat? With your fucking iPhone, with your clothes? Like, do you know where these things are made? like unfortunately everything's got a little bit of a black mark on it if we're going to look at it through that perspective it's so annoying it's so so annoying so cricket australia obviously have a little bit more and by a little bit more i mean fucking 100x more interest in them commercially than netball australia so netball australia you are now completely fucked um see you in a decade Cricket Australia, they'll be able to move away, move on from that. I think the relationship is still continuing. Pat Cummins is just not going to be in the ads, but it's just such social virtue signalling bullshit. It's just incredible. Like it's, it's like they're building their own brand in a way, but it's just such fucking bullshit. They should be sat down and made to like study how the world functions because it's so frustrating to see.
0: Um, I think you've summed that up pretty well. <laughs> oh, like, well let, Granger, let's be honest. I was,
1: I was at dinner with um, Granger last night, who's, who's here with me, and, geez, he copped a fucking earful. <laughs> he copped an absolute earful about me just hammering um, Cricket Australia and Netball Australia. So, um, <laughs>
0: can, can I ask a very serious question that I've been thinking of all day and I needed to ask? Has Granger ever caught ever been called Hermione? No. Seems like a fucking. Yeah, seems like an opportunity there.
1: Well, you know, know, I don't know. Different like
0: groups, like Dobby, Dobby.
1: No, he hasn't been called that either. You know what they're calling him? They're calling him Danger.
0: No, I think Hermione's better.
1: Bad, isn't it? I call him Granger because I just he doesn't deserve a nickname. He's a very plain person. He, he doesn't. He doesn't really. Fight. He doesn't strike you as a nickname guy. Um, do you think?
0: Do Do you think we've tied a nice little bow on that? I, I've got nothing no, not really. to add. I like- think.
1: I think it splits. I, I think it splits the country, right? And, um, like, no, you know what? I don't think it splits the country. I think it splits social media because all the crazies are on social media, and they'll 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 probably back you know, whatever seems cool at the time. But I think reality is most people would agree that when you're signing these commercial deals as well, like if you're signing with Cricket Australia for a million dollars or whatever, whatever values they're underpinning, you got you to gotta underpin them as well. Like you don't just get this platform to be like a, you know what, I'll take this and I'll take that, but I won't have this one. Like it's not like Cricket Australia in bed with fucking warlords and stuff. Like it's literally
0: an energy provider. That like using...
1: We use energy every day. Like it's fucking incredible to me that I've
0: got very low energy at the moment.
1: Yeah. Well, if 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 like yeah, look, if he wasn't so fucking good, he wouldn't get away with this. Like that's the other irony to it. Is you have, you have to be very good at what you do to get away with this sort of shit, which is why holistically, Netball Australia and the team, they're good at what they do in a in isolation, in a, you know, but On a broad scheme, they're not because they don't have money, they don't have fucking viewers, they don't have shit like that. So when you do something like this, you get bad outcomes. Pat Cummins will be fine, but it's just more virtue signaling bullshit. I'm sure it'll make him popular, you know, in in the same markets he is, but I don't know.
0: Well, I'm I'm with you, and most of the people I've spoken to agree with Jed Gillespie. I've got another question and I Don't quite know how to word this, so let's just see what comes out of my mouth on the fly. Is the Austin Gilgraney's Los Angeles Giltini's debacle just due to a guy that accidentally became rich and was doing heaps of cocaine and thought, I'm going to buy two (laughs) clubs, name them after myself, and then eventually, as things do for those type of characters, It's gone to shit. Like, what? What do you make of that? Because that's four clubs in world rugby now who have been that we know of from professional game, anyway. If you would, you consider major league professional? Yeah, I mean, it is, but it isn't. But what do you? What do you make of that? What do you make of everything going on in the rugby world at the moment, Jed Gillespie?
1: The um, the worst of stuff was awful. uh, Again, like I don't know how these teams if they're going to be a part of an organization, don't have to disclose their financial standings. I'm sure they do, or like where they're sitting or what's going on. Like if you're hemorrhaging a massive debt or like you're about to go into administration, I don't know how you'd be allowed to undertake that season or sign players, it seems counterintuitive. But the the American side thing, I suppose it's a a double-edged sword because they needed money, they needed interest. They found a guy who I'm not going to, who may or may not have, falling into money and been indulging in whatever cocaine he made. at the same time. Yeah.
0: We don't and, need to name names and it's only I mean, alleged.
1: The fact that he named two sides literally after himself and just made up words is a good indication of how desperate US rugby was to have money and teams. Um it's just insane to allow a guy to name two teams after himself and make up words. It's just, fucking insane.
0: Just like a little side note worst team names ever, potentially yeah.
1: Yeah, no, not even not not potentially. I mean, definitely the top two ever, and that includes all the teams that ever played in the NRC and the URC before that. But it's it just shows you how desperate the US were to have money and like a stakeholder. So, um, having said that, now there'll just be less money. I think there'll be less good players go over there um, for a little while. So no one wants to move to fucking Atlanta. I'm sorry. Um,
0: no, yeah. I would go. I'd go. If, if they're looking for a very, you know, someone that likes talking shit online up there, uh, the, apparently what they're doing is they're putting them all into a pool and then the yeah. players can decide where they go. So I'm sure all the third-party deals will go with them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Look, <laughs> I, the third-party deals, everyone, anyone's listening and knows, anyone who of note who went to LA got a, a sizable chunk of money or in stake in a business um, to go there. So... If you take that away, you know, people in the MLR are getting paid about 20K US. Um, So that's just peeling back the curtain for anyone out there wondering what the fuck we're talking about. You know, Matt Guido probably didn't go to LA for 20K US, if you have a look at where he was playing before that. Now, would he have gone for 20K US and a F45 gym in fucking Venice Beach? Probably. So now you start to weigh things up.
0: I spoke to a former Super Rugby player who was getting paid $800 a month plus accommodation, and yeah. they weren't they weren't getting any third party deals. It was a pure. This wasn't with LA; it was a different team, and it mm. was a, purely a lifestyle move.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I signed a contract there. It was for it was for 22k US. So, unfortunately, given sort of recent things I've seen and heard from players, that hasn't gone up. Um, that was almost five years ago. So that has not gone up. Uh, that's probably an issue they need to look into. But yeah, look, America, I would say it's professional. But I think if you pull one of those teams out and stick it in the shoot shield, I think they'd probably come forth.
0: Obviously, you've got a little bit more experience over there. Well, a lot more. I've never been there. But um, I've spoken to a couple of coaches from there. And they said, it, one week, you'll be at the LA Coliseum. The following week, you'll be in a shed." In Utah or Dallas or wherever they play, and just the the difference between the standards of the facilities, the organisation of the competition. Uh, I, I believe the words that they used were "it's run by cowboys."
1: Yeah, like it probably literally is run by cowboys. They're like a like Texas fucking conglomerate people, but yeah, it's it's an it's not great. I mean, you got. I can only speak for the teams I know, but they're sort of like running out of a second-rate college or this or that. They're training at sort of independent places, centres, paying to train a sort of like a high-performance centre or they're training at a college or like they're just – they're just hanging on. So, look, they're trying – they're fucking trying. If they can gut it out, um, they might make it. But it's um, – yeah, it's insane. I the, know the, uh, I've spoken about it before, but the other funny part is the draft. The draft is hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. Yeah, the I coaches
0: watched. don't want any of the players.
1: No. So I, I spoke to a coach who was like, well, we have first three first-round draft picks or something, or three draft picks. What the fuck are we going to do with them? I then proceeded to watch the entire draft. Um, and like you're a, there is like some,
0: you're a sad cunt sometimes.
1: Oh, I just like need to know things. I, need to, I needed to know about it. So Tom Murphy... Uh, of Eastwood fame and myself went through the 2022 draft. Um, so the first overall draft pick is the equivalent of like a first grade called six who could probably slot into twos. Well, big body, um, but like very manufactured skill. The 41st draft pick was a non-jumping second rower. Mm. So like it, it's, it's, it's insane. It truly is. It's, it's madness.
0: Do you care what Kanye West says?
1: I do follow Kanye West mainly because I need to. I want to see what he's doing at any given day. Um, Do I care what he says? No, not really. I think it's very funny that, like, he bounces between being coherent and then just being off his fucking head. And then at the moment, sort of the conservative American has jumped on him as a as a messiah, but they've sort of they sort of ignored the ten percent where he's like. I can shoot lasers out my eyeballs and like they just sort of gloss over that fact. Like he's clearly unwell. He's very unwell.
0: It's fascinating to watch their reaction, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah.
1: Right oh, it's, it's, well, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, like Adidas aren't working with him. Gap aren't working with him. His banks cut him off. You know, he's going on all these podcasts. Oh, yes. Why, yes? Why don't you come on ours, Kanye? You motherfucker. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I'm not really across what he said. Apparently, he said some anti-Semitic things. Are you across what he said?
1: Yeah, he did. But he said he said a lot of fucking things in the last year. Like he's he's he's, he's got like bipolar schizophrenia. Like he's not well. Um, but he's not really lining up with the narrative over there in terms of you know black people supporting this movement or that movement. He's he sort of just shoot, shooting his own bows and that's ruffling people. So I like to see people ruffled as a general rule. Um, I enjoy that. But so you're,
0: you're a big Candace Owens fans, aren't you? Fans? Fan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit much of me, but she, I enjoy it. She's firing, very smart, She's very intelligent. So I appreciate her intelligence, but the US is a genuine shit show. Um, each week you will send me one more video of Joe Biden struggling to say something or falling over stairs or it's fucking incredible. It is. It is incredible.
0: I'd love to know the the economics behind the political commentary over there, because it's a, that would be a big business. All the Tucker Carlson's and all the people that just talk about politics and massive, be, ma- be massive. And I, I wish yeah. we had that here because it's very entertaining.
1: we we'll see. Yeah, it is entertaining. But that's they're so pot. They're so polar. You know, like I suppose here, here, well, here where I am. Everything's good.
0: Everything's, again,
1: everything's going well. And shout out. And I think Australia could take a lot of notes from China. You know, China doing a lot of things well. Everyone's everyone's on the straight and narrow here. Anyway, so back to Australia. I suppose you have, you know, your CNN version is ABC. They're a little bit, you know, out there and they do some weird stuff. They do some good stuff as well. Um, and then I suppose your normal news is your conservative news. So like there's no, there's no great opposing views. But, I love it. I, it I is- like
0: every, every time a Tucker Carlson YouTube video pops up on my phone, I always listen to it. I've no idea what he's talking about or, but I just find the way they talk and how angry they all get so entertaining to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Everything's really fucking separate over there. Like you can't have a middle view. It doesn't work because there's no middle party. So like,
0: but I think most people are in the middle
1: probably, but like you're either, it's just not the way their political system runs. You're either fucking, hard left or hard right and there's no middle so you've got to like choose your lesser of two evils
0: you know I wish I wish more people didn't give a fuck like why would you care what Kanye West had to say you know what I mean I don't, but, I don't I, think
1: any, I don't think anyone does but,
0: but they I, fuck uh, they're going after him big time because you're this and that maybe it's just people with virtue signaling or whatever it's called but well like
1: brands are like that I mean People get dropped for much less than he's getting dropped for. People get dropped for all sorts of stuff. I mean, who knows when we're going to get dropped by caffeine gum. It could happen any day now.
0: Never. Could the, happen the, any the, day. The uh, cologne company stayed on with Johnny Depp after all that situation. So
1: I missed that. I, I was I was listening to something the other day, and it was a bit old, and they were talking about that, and I missed that. I wish we could turn back the clock. To Those what?
0: were a good couple of Those months.
1: were good months <laughs> when Johnny Depp was in court.
0: What about Alex Jones getting sued for $965 million or 990 or something like that and being found guilty? Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Fuck, that's he's, wild.
1: Yeah, it is wild. He's fucking crazy as shit. He's he
0: entertaining was, as fuck.
1: He's very entertaining, but he's <laughs> ins- he's properly insane. Like he, It's hard to listen to him. For anyone who hasn't listened to him, I just recommend doing it in five minutes because you get so like... I get overawed by the information and and like 2% of it's real. And another 98% he's talking about laser beams and fucking aliens. I get
0: um, whenever I get a little bit tired on the drive back from Newcastle, I put on one of the podcasts he's been on. He, is, he has to be one of the most entertaining people on planet earth.
1: Yeah, he is. But
0: 965 million seems like a slight over...
1: Yeah, the way that courts work over there are really confusing. You can sort of sue people for anything. You can sue people for like murder, effectively, like wrongful death. It's very—I don't know how it works, really. But it's
0: you're a fucking it seemed, lawyer.
1: Yeah, I'm not a very good one, and it seems like you couldn't really come up with no. Who's coming up with nine hundred sixty-five million? I got like fucking nine hundred sixty-five Hong Kong dollars. How how would that work?
0: That'll last you a couple of weeks over there.
1: Now what's um. What's going on on the rugby front? Is there any news back home?
0: No, no real news. I know uh, Steve Hoyle's got the job as Randwick head coach, and so
1: is the old coach. Is old coach gone or is he? Yeah, so
0: Benny's gone back to Brisbane. He's got married. I think he's got a job up there. He's been here for four years. I think it's just time for him to go and do something else. I think really good bloke. Got to meet him after the Newcastle game up there. So, Steve's coming back. I think that's a good fit for them. He's clearly a Randwick man through and through. Uh, even when he retired from proper footy, he was still r- running around in second, third grade down there. So, clearly someone that gives a fuck about the place.
1: I had a tiny bit to do with him at one point. Um, and he was a very, very – he was a very nice guy and a v- seemingly a good man manager. So, so
0: I, I played in the first NRC. He was in the team. Yeah. And – um, just refreshing anyone's memories who weren't familiar with the NRC. Players who were not contracted players were getting paid very little. Contracted players were getting paid no additional money to play in the NRC. They had to do it as part of their deal. So yeah. Steve was at the end of his career. Tars had won Super Rugby that year, and they Fox Sports had offered him to do commentary for the NRC. He was getting paid more than anyone in the entire NRC, just per game to do one game of commentary. So he would play a game, then he'd go do commentary. So he was in and out, but good bloke, really good rugby brain, and um, I'm sure he's going to be very, very good there.
1: Yeah, well, I, I sort of when he was working with the men sevens, I had a little bit to do with him guarding a player who was, we, I was sort of helping at the time, and he was he was very good. He was like he's very good man manager. He was very good. Um, he cared a lot he's very he was very well measured he was just a nice guy so um, that's my only data on him and I, I hope had he a really well. good
0: career He had a really good career yeah, he was a
1: fucking, he was a fucking good player
0: came back uh, from a, came back from a pretty bad injury and ended up playing for the tars in the super rugby win um, really good brain he's, he's kind of one of those guys who I think his brain probably took him to levels that his body probably wouldn't have taken him to if that makes sense. yeah it makes sense because um, of the way he thinks about things. but no, that's the real news. The Wallaroos are playing tomorrow night, is it? Or is that tonight? They're in the quarterfinals, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jed. They're playing England.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough game.
0: Very tough. England are the most successful women's rugby team of all time. Um, I've seen – have you seen some of the people commenting on the Wallaroos on Facebook? No absolutely burying them and people were tagging Jay in it. And this is after a game that they won and, um, what?
1: burying them about what?
0: Oh, their breakdown skills are poor. They're not fit They're, You know, Fuck the me. kicking isn't good. The attack isn't good. And I, I guess the, a lot of the arguments from the people giving it to this guy who may or may not be an Eastwood supporter. is definitely an Eastwood supporter uh was like i think the, the wallaroos are like one of the only not professional teams in the world cup of the top nations so obviously if you've got professional team playing a semi professional basically amateur team there's going to be a big difference in performance
1: that sucks like i wish more people were not doing that but if no one's fucking giving you shit like if they're actually critiquing the games in that respect at least they fucking watching, at least they, they care ca- and they care.
0: That's positive. They, they care. They're not exactly. just
1: making some sort of fucking misogynist bullshit comment. They're going, you know what, the breakdown wasn't good. The kicking sucked. Maybe it did. At least they give a fuck.
0: Yeah, I didn't.
1: I'm pretty that. happy. I'm happy about that. I will say this is my favorite time of the year, um, social media wise, because I get to watch West Harbor posts. 1,000 people that they're signing.
0: Oh, we can talk uh, about that this year because you're not involved Yeah, well, I
1: can. <laughs> it was my favorite point of last year. It was fucking hilarious, and it is begun again. So we're probably like 10 deep. Uh, the term signed is very loose. I'd say that's inverted commas of just he's coming back to training. But it is one of my favorite things of all time. So um, it absolutely filled the screen last year, yeah. and it looks like it's going to fill the screen again. So Thank you very much, whoever runs that Instagram, because it's a real cheer me up.
0: Mate, the the circus has been pretty good this year so far. There's a lot of movement, a lot of things happening, a lot of people talking, and uh, you know contracts are only worth the napkins that they're written on.
1: Oh, they're worth fuck all. They're worth they're worth genuinely nothing. The the only thing powerful, I suppose, in the shoe shield is the is that playing license, the registration. So once you capture that, you, you actually, from the club's perspective, you have a little bit of power. They can't just go and play for someone else the next week. But the one-page printed sign thing is really just a—it's just a handshake on paper. So not that it's not enforceable, but you know, it's—is a—is it, a it fucking club going to go to court to try and keep their second grade? Third, uh, third, uh, what second, do you think?
0: Where do you think it goes? Like I've—I've I've been hearing chat of the Australian club competition for as long as I can remember, like a long time. People talking about it. We need a third tier. At last count, there's been a couple of cracks at it. All the super rugby teams are doing things at the moment, going to Japan, playing internal trials versus other teams. So there's clearly a need to have rugby on this time of year for the elite guys, you know, the bridge between the end of Shoot Shield and and now, where, where do you think it goes? The, the level of... Um, application has gone through the roof. Is it a matter of getting the corporates to back it up with actually paying people so that we can compete with the New Zealand model? What What are your thoughts on it?
1: I think it, like realistically, I think it goes nowhere. I think it goes exactly where they're at they're at, at the moment. I know that uh, some of the powers of B were hoping that the A, like this A comp where the TARS A play the Rebels A play the kit like that, that would have. Like, get some eyes, like, fill, fill, fill a void. I don't think it will. Um, I'm not sure. So no. <laughs> I, I, did, I watched one or two games last year, only because my friends were playing it. But yeah, I don't, I, honestly, I don't think it'll go anywhere. I don't think we'll get another tier. Um, and I don't think anything will change.
0: Do you think no. it would take someone like a Twiggy Forest or a Gina Reinhardt, who are both big fans of the show? To go, all right. Here's, here's a bunch of money. Go and do it. Is that the only way it happens, or is it something where the individual clubs have to work out how to create enough revenue to fund it themselves? The uh, Rugby Australia will give them some kind of subsidy to cover some costing, but it's basically on the clubs. Like, like something like that's going to happen because I, I feel like should you application level has gone through the roof. The money has not necessarily risen to match. And I think it has to eventually.
1: Yeah, I will say it's, it's pretty crazy how like Eastwoods, despite the fact that you get no gear and you get no fucking presentation day and there's no ladies day and there's fucking effectively nothing happens there. Um, They have an amazing, they have good match payments. So for the history of the time I left school, so 12 years, the match payments have been good. But they haven't changed in ten years. So what was a good match payment in 2012 is now a good match payment now. Inflation, gone- inflation. <laughs> so it hasn't changed at all. So like you know, you, I was getting three four hundred bucks a game in 2013. You know, you still get that in 2020. So yeah, you wouldn't, the financials- get, you wouldn't
0: get out of bed before ten for four hundred bucks now.
1: Well, I don't have to. You can get out of you can get out of bed go training at six, but. Yeah, so the money's not the money hasn't changed much. I mean, there was periods there where there was fucking certain clubs would fall into a lot of money. Um, South being one of them, I will throw out there. There was a there was a hot second there where South had some coin.
0: Good times,
1: good times, great classic hits. Um, but each club would sort of fall in and out of it. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna. I don't think. I, I know there's like this conspiracy theory that. The, the top clubs in Sydney are trying to axe the other clubs and form some sort of super fucking, you know, super thing, which I like, I think is real. Like, pick your eight. I
0: don't think it's a conspiracy theory.
1: Oh, it's not a conspiracy theory. Well, like the eight, you know, eight, nine best clubs are just trying to knife the other clubs and make it a better comp.
0: Get all the money.
1: What fucking money?
0: Well, that's right. It's only on Stan Sport every fucking week now. And there's no more money, even though the interest has gone through the roof.
1: Yeah. It's funny on the Stan sport, cause I think big fan of Stan and the services they provide, but that, that deal, when it was done effectively pulled the rug under shoot shield, getting any sort of individual funding from memory. So they signed the TV rights deal, which tied up, tied the shoot shield into the super rugby and the tests and all that sort of shit. So, at the time, if they were going to get any additional funding, they, they couldn't.
0: So- just um, just circling back to your comments, Ari Eastwood, uh, all I got from that is you're saying that there's no club culture at Eastwood. Is, is that accurate?
1: No, there's a very good club culture.
0: Just no ladies, knights? Nothing. Nothing?
1: It's almost like the, the, the absence of stuff creates the culture. You know, there's work. It's, like it's not
0: forced. Of, it's organic.
1: Well, like there's no, there's no, there's not many like, and there's nights out and things like that that are arranged, but there's no, there hasn't been those sort of things for a couple of years. So it's almost like the absence of those things drives people closer rather than further away. It's like, okay, you know, we don't have a ladies' day again. You know, it's funny. It's like, okay, but it brings the, the players closer together. The fact they don't have a fucking spray jacket, I don't think, hurts anyone's feelings. It's sort of like a bonding thing rather than a divisive thing.
0: It's like crawling in the mud in an army camp, you know, the the spray jackets and the army camp, very similar bonding techniques. I reckon Bat should write a book on this. It's fascinating. (laughs) Well, he does love his coaching books.
1: So I look forward to his sort of semi-autistic release of one.
0: Can I ask you a question on coaches who understand the textbook and all the theories and all the training methodologies and all the everything. They they know every drill, every positional requirement, but they don't have the ability to communicate with other humans. Have you seen that in your life? Of course. What do you make of that? I think you end up losing the guy. You end up losing
1: a fair few people. I think naturally, like sometimes fuck, I'm not expert. But like,
0: who well, you are? Well, I'm not.
1: But let's just like, I suppose. well, look.
0: Let's let's use the rugby influencer methodology. If you say you are something, everyone will believe it. So just speak uh, confidently, an and whether expert. it's
1: like, I think you know, if a guy, so much can be avoided by just clear comms on what is happening. And I don't think there's very rarely times where it needs to be sugarcoated or made up. Like if it's, you know, if someone knows early that they're not playing in a game or that they're in second grade for this reason and that reason, it's very, you have to find a particular person who's in complete denial of reality or the coach has got it entirely wrong. And if they have got it entirely wrong, you can still have the conversation and say, I think you're entirely wrong. Um, let's meet back here in seven days and figure it out. But it, I think the absence of those discussions inevitably leads to negative outcomes most people present that
0: would you rather someone had the human skills or the textbook theory obviously the ultimate is the mix of both but if you I, had think to-
1: Depen- I think it depends where you're on the squad so like and i'll expand but i was lucky enough for most of my time to be a, a given selection in where i was except super rugby but like nrc this that and club footy, it's really not that expensive a resume, but I was a given selection. So I actually didn't mind the, the, the analytical genius side because I didn't have to deal with the ebbs and flows of selection, not being in the team, minutes, things like that. But I think outside of those guys who are, say, so like if you – outside of the core guys who are in the team every week or in the team every year – you need the other side. I don't think it's as important. Um, the analytical side, like the, the man management, I think man management and Shoot Shield for a long time got the job done because um, you had to keep 30 guys happy realistically to, to, to win a comp. Yeah. Um, I think that's changing a little bit now where it's sort of the detail has gone up in the last sort of three or four years to a point where you, you can't get away with just being the guy everyone likes with good comms and you like to have a beer, I don't think you can get away with that anymore. You have to have a certain level of sort of set piece, um, you know, game-related. strategy. Yeah, you have to have it. Even if you steal it or get it from me, it doesn't fucking matter, but it has to be there. You can't just be like, everyone's tight here. We're a tight place. I, it, you don't get away with that anymore. But I think you did for a long time.
0: I would completely agree with you. I think it'd be a case of if you, if you have a bit of self-awareness, you always talk about it with players. Like if you're self-aware as a coach to know that you're a good man manager, then maybe you'll bring in someone who's more technically minded so that to make up for your inadequacies. Obviously that's not always easy to do as, as as people with jobs and life, but yeah, it's just interesting. I just, I've just met a few people over the last year who are textbook, knew everything. Um, and it's not who you're thinking of, you wouldn't know who they were, but they didn't have the ability to relate to other people yeah, yeah I think
1: there's an intangible that I'm, I'm not sure we ca- like we I captured last year or like we we captured it in full where like if the players genuinely care about the coach, I think it, it makes an, a difference. And, and and there's a vice versa to that where they know that like the coach isn't just a guy who's there that like you know if they've got a problem or you know this or that, like they could come and they do whatever. Yeah. Um that makes a difference to the outcome. And I, I don't know whether any like it's very I think it'd be rare to capture that in its full whilst retaining all your analytical, like organizational, functional, day in, day out things um to capture both, I think it would be quite rare.
0: I think it'd be very difficult, particularly at this level, because you've only got three nights a week really to get everything you need to get done, then manage people and do all the off-field stuff that you have to do as a coach. So, yeah, it's an interesting interesting one.
1: I always found, like, personal insights useful, like coaches who weren't, like, operating on, like, some sort of field of pretending to be a god, like talking more about themselves and, like, like what what you know what they may or may not have done as a play or what you know what they think they're down for was there or here. Like I found those things relatable. Mm. Um, I thought I thought they were helpful and useful.
0: Yeah. Tell people who you are, share who you are, and then hopefully they'll like you. Maybe they yeah, won't. Well,
1: whether you're like flawed at something or brilliant at something, but it it I don't know. I appreciated those insights. I don't think people
0: I, like being told. People, from my experience, if you are very telling people that you did something good, they don't really like to hear it. Like, <laughs> oh, this fucking wanker is going off again.
1: Oh, well, I'm talking – Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not doing. I don't. I'm not. No, doing I that. do
0: that. I do that from oh. time to time, accidentally.
1: Oh, as in saying like this went well.
0: Oh, like oh, I was really good. Like I used to do that really well. Geez, I coached that area of the game well. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well.
1: I don't know. I, yeah, I agree. I think that's just human nature though. If if, if you're a if you're, you're brilliant, you just ask you what it was and steal it and see if it worked well.
0: Let's see it. Have you found a a coffee place in Hong Kong that's acceptable yet?
1: Yeah, I'll go to 7-Eleven and get the fucking little iced coffee every morning.
0: You don't give a fuck. That's what that tells me.
1: I don't care, bro. I don't I do not give I don't care about coffee. I, I can only have one a day and my anxiety gets too high. So I have a little Fucking have a little one of these every morning, they're about $2. Um, we and, couldn't be more different. Well, I can't run on 15 coffees a day. I'd be on the toilet and crying. So uh, it's just insane. It's, it's madness. Although we might have to link up the old Hong Kong football club with the Caffeine Gum Australia. That could be a very big connection for Caffeine Gum Australia.
0: Well, boys, I'm here. I know a couple of you. Just reach out. You know, I'm, I'm available. I'm available. Maybe I should do a trip over to deliver it.
1: Yeah. Well, no, you still got to do three days where you can't go in places at the moment, which I, pers- I personally think is a great idea. Um, you know, it's coming. Chinese
0: government people. do things really well.
1: I No, I think it's a good idea. Like, I, I think the masks are protecting everyone from, you know, if you are sick or you aren't sick, it's just smart. So...
0: Um, is, there, is there anything bothering you at the moment? I mean, your life would be pretty interesting I'd imagine. No, there's nothing bothering me.
1: I haven't I've had an ear infection for a month and I've spent about a couple I've spent a couple of thousand dollars on trying to get my hearing back. That's uh, good. that's, that's been, good. That's been, that's been frustrating. Uh apart that's from good that, to I've shaved my beard off so I'm hot now. Um, the Johnny Sin's vibes. Just trying to shred up <laughs> I'm just shredding up getting tanned um and getting fit so things could be worse here things could be worse i'm looking forward. i don't know i don't know what i'm doing at christmas mom and dad if you're listening am i coming home i don't know a lot of I the boys a lot of the boys here are going to bali
0: i reckon oh, i'll be in bali come and join us in bali really going to bali for christmas
1: they're, they're it's fucking going.
0: expensive as fuck at christmas but I'm really like, oh
1: and just like that, I'm out.
0: <laughs> Haven't had a holiday for a while, so I needed to do something. Um, I, f- I had something brilliant to say, but it's immediately right, slipped out of my mind.
1: While well, like, I got another thing. Go, I've been Avoiding the suit and tie like a plague for many years now. And I was about to start doing some other stuff. Until someone told me what junior lawyers make here. And I'm willing to trade in... <laughs> I'm willing to trade in all my beliefs. I'm trading it in.
0: I've been telling you.
1: Yeah, but I like I, I didn't fully understand. We're talking like 3X. 3X. Now yep. for 3X, I'll wash your car. You yep. want you got, you want your kids picked up from school? I'll pick your kids up from school. Unfortunately, that market has been curbed by the Filipino population here. But actually working, I can do. So mate,
0: mate you have if you wanted to really get ahead for a year or two years Hong Kong's the place to do it
1: Chubby I wouldn't know what to do if I was ahead man so what the fuck am I gonna do I'll I've just got to give you
0: more options you go traveling for a year you know there's things you could you
1: do go, tra- bro, go traveling for a year as a 30 year old people think you're fucking insane
0: I wouldn't I think you're fucking awesome I wanna do that
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on Kentucky tour with all the other people no I school
0: wouldn't school. do Contiki tours <laughs> but I, I'd I'd go I'd go on my own um what? What, what 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 I was going to say sorry you yeah, just yeah, want to come back to my please, mind please do you find it relaxing not being on the the rat wheel of the coaching at the moment so you know how it's just constantly sprinting you or you feel like you're sprinting the whole time reviews previews planning recruiting talking to players talking to coaches and it's just going on and on and on and on are you have you found stepping out of that relaxing or is it? Or do you enjoy the stress of it? No,
1: I don't mind stress. I don't mind everyday stresses like that. I mean, yes, it is stressful. I'm sure I've set up stressed on here before, but I don't mind those things. Having something to do at a given time, or completing this, conversing with that, rolling over detail. I don't mind those those sort of things. So, I'd say, I uh, like I'm doing coaching here. I'm coaching the 18s, doing some stuff with the women's team, um, but. I would prefer to be doing more, so I mi- probably miss. I probably miss. Like, at times, there are certain aspects that I, I don't miss, um, but I suppose that's just part and parcel with life.
0: Do you do you miss? Like, obviously, coaching Eastwood is a big deal for you and something that you care about, and I can imagine that you care what you're doing in Hong Kong, but it just wouldn't be the same for the coaching wise. Is is that something that you miss having something that that you care deeply about that is kind of all consuming for eight months a year?
1: No. And I'm not just saying this because of recent events, but it's the players that you care about day in and day out. I didn't have this like big picture fucking putting a page in a book sort of vibe to it. It was more like you have literally players standing in front of you that need something or need something to be done. So I still feel the same if it, like I was doing malls with the women's team last week like okay. it's still satisfying to get detail out there that is then appreciated or liked or like the players are happy if they're happy then I'm happy so I I don't have that like I certainly had it as a player but I think once you step away from that no I don't really have that
0: as much no so you just like coaching in general could be under 10s could be First yeah, look,
1: I, I I like when they sort of start to get a bit good. Um, so it's tough. A few of the boys do like the the tens and the 8s. The minis. Here. It'd be hard. Like it's hard. I've done it before. I've done it many times. It's difficult. It's more like just con- trying to get a grasp of these little fellas. But um, yeah, yeah, it's good. People learning new details or like going, oh, that's interesting. Like just changed some stuff with the more setup last week, and I like oh. That's fucking... That, we haven't done that before. I was like, let's try it. If it works, it works. You know, if you like it, you like it.
0: If it doesn't work, it's the team's fault, not my fault.
1: Yeah, if it doesn't work, you fucking haven't done it properly. So that's, that's right. that would be your fault. It's not my fault. Um, I'll tell you one thing, which I'm not looking forward to. It's quite like, as you know, so here at the club, the physical club, like we eat there, we fucking go to the gym there. Like you get drinks, food sit around in the pool there. You, you don't pay for anything. You put it on a card. <laughs> At the end of the month...
0: Have you had you one paid, come in yet?
1: I've paid one. I paid the, my first
0: one. But that would have been a partial month, not a full month.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a massive month. So, like, <laughs> we're not looking forward to our month because, like, after game, like, I'm, uh, unfortunately, rumors have started to spread. Oh, I'm not a big drinker, contrary to my initial performance. So, like, I know I haven't been absolutely obliterating it, but in about a week's time, it will get sucked out of my bank account, my HSBC account, whatever the monthly stipend was. And I can tell you that on the weekend, we found out, or I found out, that one of the drinks that the, all the boys order is this jug, big jug of spiced rum and ginger beer. Delicious. Big, big, very delicious, bro. Very delicious. And they go around like water, um, and like everyone's passing them around non-stop. I went up to assess the cost of one of them. They're almost 500 dollars Hong Kong.
0: Doesn't miss they don't miss (laughs) you get a few of those,
1: which is about a hundred bucks Australian. So I then told Granger that and he almost fucking fell off his chair because I think he bought a few when he was on the piss last weekend. So when this bill comes in, it could it could sink us.
0: Well, uh That was the thing I was thinking of before as well. Is you? How often are you going to be living in Asia? So you got to make the most of it and just have a good time.
1: I'm having a good time.
0: Yeah, sounds like. Tell
1: you when I wasn't having a good time. Go on. When the great senator from Canberra yesterday took to the floor to give his speech, David Pocock, MP.
0: What's he done now? I, I literally don't pay he attention is at all. A lunatic.
1: Now, was he great on ball? Yes. Good leader. One of the Pot- best. Potentially a great leader. I was never in and around him, but no doubt a very good leader. Fantastic body composition. Uh he looks good board as well. So he's tips a lot of balls. dime piece. Don piece. Is he an absolute lunatic and should be allowed to know when he's running this country one thousand percent? So what
0: what makes you say that?
1: Bro, Canberra have, are the ones who fucking you can't buy a car anymore.
0: When does that come in?
1: I'm pretty sure it's now.
0: That's fucking wild to me.
1: So, this, despite the fact the supply of electric cars is fucking at about a one out of 100, they've banned fucking petrol cars. It's the Canberra's lost its fucking mind. The fact that it's so small and it probably doesn't matter. It, inhibits the fact that what's going on there is just disastrous. So um, yeah he's he's off the grid mentally.
0: Do you reckon Dave Dave will be prime minister one day?
1: No fucking chance in the no fucking chance and I'll take any and all betters that he will never be prime minister of this country.
0: But he was such a good rugby player. Why wouldn't I make him
1: <laughs> well same reason Mel Meninga never quite fucking ticked over into the into the PM
0: books. I met I met Mel once big boy.
1: Big motherfucker, eh? Actually, on that prison rugby, the World Cup's been on. So I've been watching as I've got a VPN and I've been I've been watching as much as I can. Um, they've got a major fucking problem in terms of like trying to turn it into a world game. It's not even fucking close. Like it's a full hearty attempt. It's a full hearty attempt. It's like it's like throwing together. Or like an under 10s comp late And you accidentally get some really big Pollination kids And some tiny bitch white kids Because the scores 84-0 60-4 42-18 68-6 72-4 32-6 Like Come on man yeah, I suppose They could argue that like Some of the first round World Cup Scores are like that Which is true
0: In mm, Union I think the last World Cup Was probably as competitive As it's ever been
1: yeah, I think that's actually fair on recount. But when we were children, like there might be a, when,
0: there used to be a few blowouts, but now I think that's very it's less common.
1: What about when you were a child and the they played for the first World Cup? What was it like back then?
0: Uruguay, eighty seven. I wasn't even born then. <laughs> um,
1: no, but like you remember when we were young and like Australia Blue and Namibia and Namibia out. I remember
0: that day well.
1: Yeah, so do I. But, like, I suppose that they could argue that there is still blowouts. But, like, fuck me. Some of these are just horrific. Like, I, I think I can make some of these teams.
0: Wait, what happened? Uh, how did Joy, Joy Ayou get a gig with the Lebanese rugby league team? Can you what explain that to me? Hey?
1: Uh, no, he's a he's, he's manager.
0: He's the team manager? Yeah. How did he, how did he wangle that?
1: Oh, it's, the Lebanese community runs deep and small, my friend up the cedars uh no but obviously sam's heavily involved in the game
0: oh um, okay yeah yes through the through the connections yeah and michael
1: check is coaching i mean if, if check gets the coach it, then I suppose all the positions are just fucking, you just run in and put your hand up <laughs> so i probably <laughs> just did that but <laughs> Robbie Robbie's fucking assistant coach trainer sort of guy and um i don't know they've been they're heavily involved in sort of the lebanese rugby league from this side of the pond because it's a fucking nightmare over there. Um, so like in sort of the twenties and like pushing it forward, like Liam's always doing stuff with him. So um, I don't know. I, I think he'd be a reasonably good manager. He manages his own fucking trips around the world quite well. So no doubt he can manage the Cedars one.
0: He lives a very good life, Mr. IU.
1: Yeah, he does. Uh, and I'm sure his family in Croatia that he has there as well. They think, they think he's a good dad. <laughs> Because he's running, he's running through lives.
0: Um, are you excited for the spring tour? Well, excited yeah. might be the wrong choice of words. What are you <laughs> expecting? What are you expecting for the spring tour? I think it's going to be potentially quite revealing. I'm not sure that the Southern Hemisphere are going to go as well as perhaps they want to go. I
1: always look forward to the spring tour. I would like to step back from my own pessimism. I, I actually really enjoy the spring tour. It's cool. It's on late at night. I'm always up late at night. Um, i like seeing games at Twickenham and Cardiff Arms and like, you know, Murrayfield. It's it's very cool. It's sort of the- It's awesome. It's, I feel like that's where rugby began. That's where rugby's at its finest. So I look forward to that. How we go up there with crazy French referees and pretty much just scrums and mauls for 80 minutes, I don't know. I Sounds think- awesome
0: sounds fucking
1: shit. Um, I think it'll be tough. I still think... I think we're at a point where, like, the team is good enough that anything can happen, but I mean that in both a positive and a, and a negative. Like, we could get blown out by England and everyone sort of go, "Yeah, you saw that coming. Or we could fucking narrowly scrape one. It's like, oh, we saw that coming. Like, you've seen some good, you've seen some bad. I don't know what the future holds for the Australian team. But... Would you- Sorry, you go finish your thought. Oh, sorry. All I was going to say was, fuck me. I'd love to go on that trip.
0: Oh, that's it. Oh, you'd want to be one of the players that didn't play. That'd be the fun one.
1: Oh, do double mean? dirty, a double D.
0: Is there any better role in life? What, do you, what do you make of Laurie Fisher's comments uh, that the Wallabies, particularly in the last game, were lacking the total basics and that the Brumbies game was built on executing the basics incredibly well? and that the spring tour would be about honing the basics and building for next year. What were your thoughts on that?
1: That all sounds reasonably accurate. Rumbies, I often go back and look at Brumbies games when I'm thinking about something um, and just slow them down and have a look at stuff, whether it be like their defensive fold or their fucking D set up in Moors or their scrap, like pretty much they've got, they've, they've ticked a lot of the basics. Well, um, which is why they've been successful for a decade, more than a decade. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds fairly fucking accurate. If your basics aren't good, um, you, well, you're going to get fucking pounded on this spring, too, I reckon.
0: I heard um, – I followed Rob Whittaker's coach on Instagram, and he said after the last fight that they had that they their whole camp was built on world-class execution of basics. So I thought it was interesting. So if it works in a sport like mixed martial arts, why wouldn't it work in rugby?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I just think I also think there's a cattle problem. I think you've got to have certain people everyone's ceiling's only so high. I mean, my ceiling was only ever fucking this high. I'm sure that like maximal output. I, I still think we need some cattle coming through. I'm surprised what, that I'm surprised that more risks weren't taken.
0: At what point did they just go, fuck it, we'll pick from anywhere now? <laughs> well, we're going to pick from Kara. It's, Kiara. Cl- it's close to, that. to Oh, shout out to Kara! Hey. It's been a while. Great place, Kara.
1: Let's go. Actually, uh, Kara, if anyone's listening from Kara, the uh, this is the, genuine. They'll be listening. They will be listening. The yeah. uh, Hong Kong Tens are still looking for a few extra teams. If you want to enter a team in the Hong Kong Tens, Kara, we can make this happen. Someone message me. It'll probably be the craziest trip of your lifetime. You may, you may-
0: highly recommend it to anyone. That enjoys a good time. You probably well, wouldn't enjoy it, to be honest. It's yeah, a fucking I, wild week.
1: Yeah, I know. It'd be a lot of downtime for me. But seriously, Gary, if you wanted to make that happen, I'm sure we could figure it out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that, I don't know. I'm surprised more guys weren't maybe, like a few of the senior guys, maybe arrested. And just like pick, if this Australian A scam's like really worth it, like pick some more guys from that and see who your third string loose is. And your third string tight end, and your fucking second string ten, and you like just see if they can actually do stuff because most there's a lot of there's a lot of guys getting old in our team. And when I say old, they're like six seven years older than me, and I'm you know pretty old. So like James
0: Slippers, James Slippers incredible.
1: Yeah, he's, he is he's incredible. incredible.
0: He's like yeah. my age, still playing.
1: Yeah, I know no, it's it's a fucking well, yeah, but like I don't know. I just think you want to see who's next because the World Cup's a long way away.
0: It's next year, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but it's, 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 I mean, like, I mean, like, the World Cup's not fucking in three weeks. Like, yeah. you don't have to pick and stick a team. Like, I don't know. Take there's some, fun.
0: there's some, there's some games to go in between that. I'm looking forward to watching France play. I'm a big fan of their team. And yeah, that's all I got, Jed. You got any, anything else that you want to sort of get off your chest? No, you not, start...
1: particu- not particularly. Mustache, your question? The mustache uh, is a
0: win for you, I, I was just
1: going to say. Oh, you like the mustache?
0: Yeah. Very Johnny <laughs> Sin's sort of um, Freddie Mercury vibes.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take full advantage of the fact that the humidity is strip, just stripping me kilos, and I'm just going to keep taking advantage of that. I'm going to keep the beard short for now.
0: Don't need to go to, to a sauna in Hong Kong? You just walk outside?
1: Well, I'd still go to the sauna as well, but you do just walk outside. I can't walk anywhere without sweating. That's still a major issue. Um, but the new place is just electricity bill is pretty cheap, so I'm just pumping the AC twenty four seven, just absolutely fucking airing this motherfucker out.
0: Nice. So not, nothing to finish. No. Oh no yeah, rants. actually, no.
1: Did you see that the? <laughs> I feel like I've rented enough today, but did you see those people broke into the Porsche place and glued themselves to the floor, and I then wanted that. to go that to the to pool? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I saw... you!
0: I saw that.
1: Fuck you, you fucking idiots.
0: This is this is what I mean. This part of what I was talking about before is is people have been brought up to think that their opinion matters, and it doesn't.
1: Oh, very few opinions in the world actually matter. And if well, you- the
0: people the people you should listen to are the ones that generally don't fucking throw their voice around.
1: No, no. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. But like these, FG, I've just. I just cannot wait for the day that something like this happens to me. I really like, I'm, I'm counting down the days where I'm on the bus heading across the Harbour bridge and some fucking dumb fucks glued themselves to the road or something because there will be no restraining me. I will just go rob him, take his wallet, take his phone, throw it off the bridge. And it's then
0: boredom. It's an inflated sense of self-worth. It's having a it's very all, I do think life. it's also
1: the fact that fucking every second thing you read tells you that the world's going to explode in five years, despite the fact that, United Nations have pulled back everything that they said and said, maybe it's not so bad, actually. So, I don't know. All these kids coming out of school think that the world's ending in, like, six months. So, it's probably not that. Do
0: you reckon there'll be a war in our lifetime? There's a war right now in the UK. No, like, one that affects us directly. There's been wars our entire lifetime, but one that, like, Australia... Uh, like-
1: no, not really. There sort of hasn't been one after the nuclear development of nuclear stuff i suppose it was in afghanistan but you know what i mean
0: i like your optimism
1: i don't think there will be or if they will be we won't know about it because two buttons will go and then
0: (laughs) boom we're gone
1: yeah i'll be sweet here um
0: (laughs) in the in the bomb shelter you boys have just moved into
1: No, no no oh uh no, no. I'll just I'll be sweet here, if you know what I mean. But uh I yeah, you might be in trouble down there. Yeah.
0: Well, um firstly, just to finish, or finally just to finish, uh Gino, if you're still listening, we will happily take whatever of that 15 million dollars you'd like to give us. And um the energy company as well. I'm a big fan of energy. Wish I had more of it, to be honest. Uh happily be associated with an energy company. And I would that's like pretty-
1: to actually I would, I'd like to, just while we while we'll hand out apologies, I'll apologize to Pat Cummins if Pat Cummins is in fact living entirely off the grid somewhere in, in, <laughs> uh, in Western <laughs> New South Wales. So if Pat Cummins, if you're walking home from cricket training at the SCG somewhere out to the bush each night and living entirely off the grid, you have my deepest and most sincere public apology. If you are, in fact, living in a lovely mansion somewhere using energy every day on your iPhone, clothes made in fucking Taiwan, then fuck you.
0: That's our our promotion for the show done. Please subscribe, (laughs) like, share, buy caffeine gum. uh, Send any nudes you have to Jed Gillespie. He's a big fan of all those. And and most importantly of all, buy caffeine gum. Anything before we go, Jed, you happy? Buy caffeine Uh, gum. That was a good podcast. Bye.